The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Across America, I'm Jeff Piles, James Salinas, alongside, uh, what, about a little, a little under a little under 1,000 miles away for James Salinas from our studios here in, uh, here in Las Vegas. James, of course, in Denver. James, we have one Major League Baseball game starting. I, again, I, I, I never understand. It's a, it's a Saturday in June. We only have one day game in Major League Baseball. Completely bizarre, but... Uh, Again, I'm not running things. Uh, that's on you, Mr. Manfred. But uh, but uh, a seven-inning doubleheader, game one today in the nation's capital. This game was rained out on Thursday, being made up today. Kevin Gosman, who has been a revelation so far for the San Francisco Diamondbacks, or San Francisco Giants, uh, that would be a new team. That would be fun if it was the San Francisco Diamondbacks. Uh, but the uh, the Nats will throw Eric Fetty. Gosman's a minus-165 favorite on the road. That total's been bet up, actually. We saw five and a half earlier, now six on that total uh, right now, according to our odds at vcin.com. James, I took the yes, there'll be a run in the first inning in this one at plus-110 over at Circa here in town. Is there anything you'd look at in this game? 
I think looking at this game, not so much this game in particular, but thinking about the doubleheader and then what does that mean? What is that going to mean for the Nationals tomorrow? Because we saw Scherzer go out early in that first inning groin injury and right now the Washington Nationals their lineup or their their pitching staff their rotation their top two guys that they were counting on obviously Scherzer is the ace but Strasburg he's on the shelf as well had to get into the bullpen early yesterday because Scherzer went out of that game now you're going to have a double header how how long especially somebody like Fetty here is typically somebody I'd be fading against and Gossman found a home he found a home local kid here from Colorado or here in Denver uh, he found a home there with San Francisco and favorable park when we were talking about pitching in uh, pitching out there in San Francisco. But here, yeah, I could see, especially going against Fetty here with, I think with the Giants, I don't know if anybody expected the Giants to be atop the National League West this, you know, not that it's late into the season, but we're two months plus into the Major League Baseball season and there are the Giants there. And I think that sometimes that speaks to the fact that, you know, all the hype around the Dodgers and all the hype around the Padres and all the moves that were made and all the money that they've been spending, you know, there's still some winners and some champions on that San Francisco Giants team that, yeah, they're not the glory days of years past, but you have a championship kind of medal about you, and I think that breeds well in the locker room with some of the younger players in that clubhouse for the Giants about preparation and what it looks like to be a professional. Uh, in this game in particular, I'd probably stay, I'm going to stay away from this game, but looking at, I want to see after this doubleheader plays how much did that bullpen have to get taxed into these seven, into these two seven-inning games, considering that they had to pitch a lot yesterday. Maybe that's an opportunity to fire against the Nationals come tomorrow. Also, of course, check your lineups as well, especially in the second game. The Nats look like they're going with a pretty normal lineup. The Giants, same deal. So that second game, uh, check your lineups to see uh, who's going with what in those games. And of course, like James said, Max Scherzer left after uh, single-digit pitches yesterday. So the Giant, the National bullpen had to get uh, all but one out yesterday. And uh, the Giants didn't have to use their bullpen at all because Anthony DiScofani threw a two-hit shutout in a one nothing win for the Giants. And, James, I'm happy you brought up the fact that the Giants are 39-23, and a game-and-a-half clear of the Padres in the NL West right now. Or, excuse me, game-and-a-half clear of the Dodgers, three-and-a-half clear of the Padres out West. They're still 11-1 to win the division. The Dodgers are still a wildly heavy favorite at minus 225. But, James... With the way that the NL wild card races are shaping up, do you give the Giants a, a good chance of being able to hold on here and at least sneak in with one of those two wild cards? Absolutely. Thinking about where they're at here, because I think they'll be they'll be buyers when we get to the trade deadline here later part of of July. This is a team that yeah, there's a lot of veteran caliber champions that are still within that lineup and and the pedigree to continue to push forward the way that they've played. And I think they approach every game with a with that competitive edge to them and not looking to take off games. And really got tired of probably hearing about the Dodgers and Padres and these were the two teams that were going to fight it out to to move forward in the National League West and. Obviously, we still got a long way to go. We know that, Jeff. But the fact that the Giants have those champions on that team and the Dodgers in particular, the injuries that they've sustained, still like the Giants in this matchup to be able to even at the wild card if they can't win that division. It is betting across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas with us as well. James, uh, let's dive back into the NBA slate for today, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but for the new audience that didn't hear, let's go back in to the game tonight. The Utah Jazz, the L.A. Clippers, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 local time in the City of Angels. 
The Clippers right now, four and a half point home favorite. Totals 223. James, I know you are on the dog here tonight with Utah leading 2-0 going on the road for the first time in this series. Jeff, I, I got a plus five with the Jazz, and there's still a number. Of, there's fluctuating between four and a half and five, depending on what book. And out here in Colorado, we have a lot of operators to choose from, so it's a advantageous for the betters. It is definitely a betters market out here in Colorado. Uh, but from this standpoint with the Jazz, we clearly know who they are. Now with Conley, we'll see if he gets into this game tonight or not as far as the, running, the, running the show for Utah in the backcourt. I don't know if they really need him, considering the way that not only Donovan Mitchell playing at a superstar level, these first two games in this series against the Clippers, but also the fact that this team knows who they are. Their identity is really clear. It is a, the, the chemistry on this team is is clean. They share the ball. They'll pass good shots for great shots. Nobody's worried about getting their touches outside of maybe Clarkson coming off the bench, who never met a touch he didn't want to shoot. But I think from this standpoint with the Jazz, they know who they are going forward. They know what they've been all season long. And I think last year, that performance and the way they just couldn't finish and dumped that series to the Nuggets in the playoff bubble really drove them this offseason to look at themselves as collectively as a team and say who are we going forward we know what we have out here we're going to space the floor we're going to play a lot of four and five out sets in that matter and we're going to share the ball it's not about numbers it's not about statistics and when the game gets tight, Jeff, you know you have the superstar to go to in the clutch in Donovan Mitchell, not afraid to take the big shot and definitely has the acumen to make the big shot as opposed to right now with the Clippers. Yeah, it is Kawhi Leonard, and it's hard to get in front of any team, uh, and in particular for a game-to-game series, uh, thinking about the Clippers when it's Kawhi Leonard. and He's the champion that he is both in Toronto and with the Spurs that he brings that, that level of concentration and effort and can finish the way that he did against the Mavs. But here, this is this is a tall order because I think that Mavs series took a lot out of this Clippers team, in particular Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The the amount of minutes that they had to play in that series, as well as the the intensity of those minutes on both ends of the floor, not an opportunity for them to take any possessions off on either end of the court. And I think that's been playing out in the first two games in this series. Not sure what Ty Lue is going to do off that bench. I don't know if the Clippers know what they're going to do off that <laughs> bench. Makes it hard for anybody to have any sense of rhythm, right? Right. I, I think when you don't have a rhythm it's hard to build confidence for these other players that need to step into the scoring role because they it can't be Kawhi Leonard having to dominate uh, on offensively from game in to game out so I don't know what to expect from the Clippers coming off the bench but I know what we're going to see out of the Jazz a team that shares the ball well and plays very well and very confident together well I, I, I'm happy you brought up the rotation point from from Ty Lue and, and the Clippers James because it basically has been, we're just picking names out of a hat at random times so far this postseason. I mean, Boogie Cousins didn't play a second in the Mavericks series. Plays, it plays a lot in the first two games. Luke Kennard didn't play at all, basically, until game seven of the first series. Was great in that one. Uh, and the rotations make no sense. Rondo didn't even play in game two. A Terrence Mann's barely played in the series. It's been very bizarre from the Clippers. And... You're right. It just it, it's hard when you don't know when you're coming in a game when the rotations are inconsistent. You just don't know what when your opportunity's coming, and it's hard to be warm at the right time. And I know there'll be people that say, "Oh, it's a playoff game. Of course you're going to be warm whenever you're called on." That's that's not how this works. That's not how it works when you're a player coming off the bench, especially when you're a young player like Terrence Mann, who's barely played in this series after getting a lot of run in the Dallas series. Uh, but but James. 
I, I, you brought up one other thing about Utah that's really interesting because last year that was a three-one series lead, and then there was the pause uh, with with with, uh, with players uh, contemplating leaving the bubble. Uh, the after that pause, the Nuggets came out, won those three games. But one key factor that I will say, and it has showed its head in, in these postseason games so far, having Bogdanovich back has really helped Utah. And it's even helped them withstand not having Connolly in these first two games, James, because Bogdanovich has been quite good as the true second scorer for Utah in these first two games behind Donovan Mitchell. Thinking about the way they spaced the floor with Bogdanovich, the way that he could shoot the basketball from the outside, you have to be conscious of that, uh, as well as Royce O'Neal stepping in and shooting with a lot of confidence, and then Ingles now stepping into that role because of Conley's situation. Uh, now you have, even though Ingles is not, it's not a, a it's not a very athletic starting five for the Jazz outside of Mitchell, but that's not what they're playing for. They're not trying to out athlete you on the floor. They're trying to outsmart you on the floor, and they're going to be the, the the least selfish team out there on the court. And the way that they share the basketball, everybody knows what their roles are. That's really clear. And we talk about identity. A lot of that, a lot of that comes from knowing your role and playing to your strengths. And I think that's what we see out of the Utah Jazz. We saw it all season long, how dominant they were at home, and in particular, when, especially when they were healthy with both Mitchell and Conley in the backcourt. But the fact that this is how they play, nothing's really changed outside of Ingles having a step from the bench into that starting lineup. Now it's more pressure on Mitchell to facilitate. Now that can use some more energy for Donovan Mitchell on an offensive standpoint where he doesn't get to take a possession off and defer to Mike Conley to run the show offensively. But just like the where this team is from a chemistry standpoint, everybody understands their role. They're playing to their strengths. And when you play to your strength and you understand where you fit within the identity of your ball club, this team is looking to get to the finals. This isn't a team that's happy to get through the first round and get that monkey off their back of how they dumped it to Denver last year in the playoff bubble. They have aspirations to win an NBA championship, and they've been able to seize home court advantage through the playoffs, which is going to be a huge advantage for them. And I think that's the other piece that we haven't touched on yet, Jeff, is the fact that, yeah, Los Angeles, the Clippers are going home, but is it really an advantage for the Clippers to play at Staples as the second-tier team in Los Angeles when you're talking about second billing to the Los Angeles Lakers? We also know that Staples is not going to be at full capacity, and the Clippers have not played well so far in the postseason. They did win game seven at home in that series clincher to meet the Utah Jazz here in the second round. But the three games prior, absolute no-shows. Dallas took them down in those three games. Didn't seem like much of an advantage during that, se- during that series against the Mavs. James, uh, John Ewing of, uh, of BetMGM tweeting this out earlier. Uh, the Clippers have only taken 37% of the tickets at BetMGM so far today. Uh, playoff uh, favorites are getting less than 40, 40% of the bets, James, have won 61% of the time in the playoffs since 05. That is 101, 65, and 5 against the spread. So, uh, look, uh, a lot of people going with your direction with Utah, that would be the only way I would bet it. But the, uh, the, the last 16 years of sample size actually going towards the Clippers on that uh, based off of uh, the stat for Mr. Ewing there. 
thinking about trends and for me i'm not really one that i don't put one especially when we get to the playoffs i don't put a lot of a lot of energy or effort into numbers because mm -hmm. i think a lot of that you can throw out now when you're talking about the the confidence level of us of a player and or a team and right now yeah i know the clippers have Kawhi leonard and it's so hard like i said i don't i, I don't like to bet against Kawhi leonard but in this sense i'm not betting against them to lose this game i'm just taking the five points here with utah figuring this is going to be another close competitive game and you have a donovan mitchell on your team that will keep you in games in the fourth quarter take that big shot knock down that big shot and we know Kawhi Leonard can do the same but this just feels like to me this is going to be a tightly contested game all the way through to the end I don't see a big home court advantage there in Staples for the Clippers in this matchup tonight and then with the Jazz the confidence that they're playing with right now everybody knows their role and they're playing exactly to their strengths to where they fit within the confines of their offense and defensive defensively for that matter just don't know where the Clippers are right now and the last piece Jeff we talked about this to open the show the first hour was thinking about the mindset of the Clippers I didn't like the mindset of the Clippers thinking about the tank job that they were doing to position themselves whether it was to play the Mavs or try to avoid the Lakers for as long as possible within the Western Conference uh, the fact that you were losing to Houston and losing to the Thunder tells me you're more concerned about where your matchup was going into the playoffs as opposed to being a true champion that would take on anywhere anybody anywhere anytime just don't like the collective mentality of where the Clippers have been going into the playoffs and now this is a tough spot for them I'll take the Jazz plus five in an environment that is not going to look like what it did in the first two games oh, in favor of the Jazz with the home court with the home court advantage there. well and not only that too James look it's a Clipper team that has kind of acted all year like they accomplished something what did you accomplish you you blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble to the Nuggets? I mean, come on. That, that's accomplishing nothing for what this team is supposed to be able to do. By the way, the Jazz right now, minus 375 favorites to win this series at BetMGM. Clippers, if you want to take that, at 3-1. to one. Let's go over to the Eastern Conference side, James. Game tomorrow, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific in Milwaukee. The Bucks and the Nets. The Nets... Leading the series 2-1, to one, the Bucks taking Game 3 in an homage to the mid-90s. 86-83 to 83 was the final for that one. James, right now the Nets are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Minus 125 on the money line. But I want to talk about the total real quick. Because the totals in this series, Game 1, James, the total closed at 237-and-a-half or 238, depending on where you bet, where we're betting. We are now 9-and-a-half or nine points lower than we were in game one based off of what we've seen in this series. And then when, when I was on a nightcap last night with Tim Murray, I asked him the same question, and I'm asking you, where when do we see the points in this series? Because we know both of these offenses are explosive, and it's not like Brooklyn is an elite defense. Milwaukee has had its moments this year. But, James, where, the, where have the points been in this series? What has happened to these offenses? This is what NBA playoff basketball is. You get deeper into the playoffs, deeper into series. This is what it turns into. It turns into ISO basketball. And I think that's what we're seeing. We definitely saw we've seen it out of the Bucks in, in all three games where it's pretty much you, you have Giannis stepping up. He's get, catching the basketball, whether it's foul line extended or at the top of the key to kind of work the offense. He's the facilitator here. And it's it's kind of like, well, where's where's this full court offense been? You talked about the if you think about Drew Holiday coming over, I think that was kind of the X factor for me that they didn't have last year in the playoffs was Drew Holiday to be really the, that guy to come in and facilitate 
facilitate the offense, be able to, to distribute as well as he can get to the rim as well and score and finish. Uh, but then on the defensive side, too, he has, has a great acumen to be able to, to guard your opposing point guard or two guard and put good ball pressure on the on the opposing backcourt, but have not seen that. We've reverted. It feels like the Bucks in this series, and in particular game three, really reverted back to, all right, well, give it to Giannis and let him just kind of ISO and do his thing and drive the ball to the rim. Now, when he drives the ball and he gets to the rim consistently, yeah, he's as tough as there is to guard in this league. Now you foul him. That's a different story for him to be able to finish at the free throw line, but he's starting to settle, and I think you start to see that with fatigue and frustration as you start to get tired, and you know these are the, the playoffs are an absolute grind from a physical standpoint. Uh, I think that weighs on you mentally because we start to see shot selection, and you think about the shot selection for, for Giannis. He can't shoot free throws, but he's going to take eight attempts from beyond the three-point line in game three. He goes one of eight. That has to be the difference here. He's got to be able to, to get to the rim, but as collectively as a team, they've got to get some more flow offensively. I think both sides for sure, but in particular for the Bucks, Jeff, to, to your point, we're not seeing any flow offensively. It's a lot of ISO basketball. It's a lot of standing around and watching, and then if there's a drive and kick, now it's, oh, now I've got the ball, and I've got to shoot with the shot clock running down, and you're seeing it play out with the low scores, at least on the Buck side, for sure. It played out on both sides in Game 3. Well, the, you, I mean, the shot selection from Giannis in the first quarter two nights ago was really good. He was getting to the rim. He was doing what he does well, James, and then all of a sudden, it was like, well, we're going to go back to shooting threes. He can't shoot from outside of 12 feet. That's just what he is. And the the game plan has just been so bizarre. The one quarter Milwaukee went with, oh, we're going to get just Giannis going to the bucket and Middleton for threes and everyone else for threes. They had their best offensive quarter of the entire series, basically. And then after that, I mean, heck, they scored. They barely scored 60 points. They didn't even score 60 points the rest of the game. In game uh, game number three, they scored 54 points the rest of the game. So, uh, it's just very bizarre from that. By the way, on your screen, if you're watching us right now at vcin.com or at Mandalay Bay, actually, right now, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets to win this series in five at plus 190, and six at plus 260, and seven at plus 350. Milwaukee, if you want to take an even steeper plus price than the three to one that you have right now out there at BetMGM, the Bucks at nine to one to win in six. And five to one at to win in seven. James, the only bet I would make would be Brooklyn in five. I really do think they're winning tomorrow afternoon, and they're not losing a game at home in this. I, I don't think they're losing a game at home in this entire postseason, uh, no less this series to Milwaukee. So the only bet I would make there is Brooklyn plus the one ninety to win four games to one. And I'm I'm already vested in the series price. I did bet this series before it started. I have the Nets in six plus four hundred and the Nets okay. in seven plus three fifty. I'm not liking my best right now to your <laughs> point here of what we've seen out of Milwaukee. You talked about Giannis in the first quarter, everything to the rim, driving, being aggressive, but I think fatigue starts to set in. And when you have fatigue start to set in as an offense and as an offensive player, you start to settle because it takes work. It takes work to work the ball to get to the rim. It takes work, and especially for Giannis, who has to do so so many things offensively on his own, and it starts with a dribble drive from up top of the key or that foul line extended. It takes a lot of effort and energy, and I think as you start to see fatigue set in, you start to see those shots come further and further away from the basket because they get a little tired. You just don't have the energy to put forth to continue to drive the way that they have. I want to see if Milwaukee does something on the other side to, to work Drew Holiday into this offense, not as a scorer, but as a facilitator, and get some more flow in this offense. I do need Milwaukee 
Milwaukee to win a game here uh, so I can get that <laughs> Nets in six or Nets in seven. But I'm not liking my spot. I do feel like the Nets can take this down tomorrow, which would then clinch in five games. James, we already have a uh, show winner before noon here in Vegas. The Nats score a run in the first inning. My yes in the first inning of that game. One, cash is home. When we get back, Julio Jones has a new team. Look at his props for the year. That's next here on Betting Across America. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Triple Crown Series at an end for 2021. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod looks back and looks ahead. At times, irreverent Tim Wilkin of the Albany Times Union reflects on the five weeks in Louisville, Baltimore, and New York. Trainer Wesley Ward looks ahead to next week when he sends a string of horses to England for the Royal Ascot. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your pods. And of course, as always, it is brought to you by First Bet. Irreverent is a very interesting word choice to be put in a read. That's uh, that's all I'll say. But go tune in for the Flatter Pod, as always. A great listen, especially uh, the best horse racing podcast there is in the space. It is betting across America. 
James Salinas is in Denver. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, just uh, just a few miles down from uh, the uh, strip, uh, further down on Las Vegas Boulevard here at the South Point, as always. A quick update in Europe. So Christian Eriksen uh, collapsed on the pitch in the 43rd minute of the Denmark-Finland match. He is now at a Copenhagen hospital and has been stabilized and is conscious. That match is being resumed in four minutes. Uh, in the 40, uh, resume it in the 41st minute. So they'll play four minutes in the first half. They will then have a five minute halftime and then we'll play that game out from there. Nil nil between Denmark and Finland. Denmark was a huge favorite at close in the three way betting lines. Minus 330 in most books is where that closed in Group B play in Euro 2020, played in 2021. Belgium and Russia will get going at its regular scheduled time, which was 3 o'clock Eastern. The Belgians, about a minus 110 favorite there in St. Petersburg against Russia. But let's move over to American football here, James Salinas. Julio Jones dealt to the Tennessee Titans last weekend. Uh, The Titans now have two elite wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. DraftKings has some odds out on season props for Julio, as you see on your screen at vcin.com. Julio Jones receiving yards, 1,100 and a half. So 1,100 and a half. The over-under flat for DraftKings, minus 112 on each side. Total receiving touchdowns, seven for Julio Jones. Same flat juice at minus 112 on each side, James. Do either of those... Stand out to you, and of course, Julio Jones uh, coming out this week in the press conference. Uh, if you're da- if you're questioning my health, just stay tuned. I think he's pretty confident that he's ready to go for the 2021 season. And he should be. He's an elite athlete, an elite receiver, and and a competitive player. He he can run all the routes. You can't press him. He's so strong at the point of attack. He's got the length. He's got the size. He's got the strength. He knows how to. He's a great route route runner as well tremendous hands this is a great get for Tennessee when you're thinking about the offensive side and and the fact that you have a running game there at least you have the running back and Derrick Henry needed to take some pressure off Derrick Henry because they were you were seeing teams continuing as the season progressed more and more stack boxes more aggressive fronts to stop the run and not really that bigger threat I know Brown on the other side he's young receiver playmaker as well but now you pair up Julio Jones there with Brown and as well as the the fact that you can run the football those safeties are going to have to be conscious not only of the running game the passing game now I think as far as the yardage is concerned you talked about we talked about that I was 17 games so there's an added game in there for Julio Jones to get this he's had a thousand yards every time every season that he's played at least at at, at minimum 13, 14, 15 games, he's gone over 1,000 yards in his career, seven times over 1,000 yards, and eclipsed the 1,000 yards pretty significantly. He's had a 1,600-yard season, 1,800-plus yard season. This is somebody that can catch the football, especially in between the 20s, matched up with that offense here and and the running game, and the fact that Tennessee is probably not going to stop a lot of people this year. They're going to see some shootouts this season for the Tennessee Titans. I think Julio Jones is going to get his fair share of yards. I'm definitely looking at the over as far as the artist concerned for Julio Jones. I'm 100% with you, James. Just looking through his season uh, by season uh, numbers, the only time he played double digit games and didn't go over 1,000 was his rookie season. Every other game, every other year where he's played double digit games, the lowest total, 1,198. No mathematician, that's more than 
1,100 even there, James. So I'm with you. I would bet that over. The only question on the receiving touchdowns, and I don't know if this is on Julio or Matt Ryan and if it will change in Tennessee, Julio's only gone over seven touchdowns in his career for a season four times. He's only done it once in the last five seasons as well, so a little more wary on going over the seven receiving touchdowns. We get back on betting across America. The Stanley Cup final semifinals start tomorrow. We're going to see what our prospective final matchups, those odds. That's next here on Betting Across America. And our experts are covering every single betting angle there is to find. Our recent hockey expert, Andy McNeil, tracking all of the NHL action now that they're down to the Final Four. And our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, has all the hoops insights you need. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every single game on VEASAN.com. And our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up today for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is betting across America. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas in Denver. Quick update for the Utah Clippers game tonight. We expected this, James. Mike Connolly will not play tonight, so... I would doubt that the line moves, if anything, maybe just jumps back to five. But, James, the assumption was that Connolly wasn't going to go tonight anyway. Anticipating that when I made the bet with Utah plus the five, that would have just been gravy. And and if, if maybe and sometimes when somebody's coming back, are they rushing back and not only susceptible to, to re-aggravating that hamstring injury that he's been dealing with for now basically two months for Mike Conley, but but also at what capacity are you going to play? Now you're into the playoffs, and we're getting deeper into the playoffs. Every game, every possession, forget the game, we know every possession takes on a greater importance. So the last thing you want to do is be be out there and we know not everybody's out there at 100%. This has really been a grind of a, a 72 game condensed NBA season to these players go through. And we've seen a lot of players dealing with so many injuries across the league. Uh, probably better off that he's not there. I wasn't counting on him to be in there tonight, Jeff, uh, with that plus five. I don't see the, the line really hasn't changed with that news. If anybody's on top of it or aware of it, I don't think that really has much significance because he haven't needed him in the first two games, even though the venue was changed to Los Angeles for game three. Tonight. Right. And, and James, like you said, I mean, if you're, if you were paying attention to the series, the assumption was, especially with Utah up to, Oh, no reason to rush Conley back. No reason at all. And we'll see if it moves back to five, but I don't, there's not going to be any big movement more than maybe just a, a half a point back to five from the four and a half that it's at right now. Consensus wise, let's go to the uh, Stanley cup playoffs. We're down to the final four to Stanley cup semifinals. The uh, Canadians and the Golden Knights, the Lightning and the Islanders. But, James, let's look at some NHL exact outcome bets from our friends over at BetMGM. 
The favorite outcome right now on the betting markets, it is the Vegas Golden Knights over the Lightning. Two to one, Lightning over Golden Knights, plus 210. VGK over the Islanders at plus 550. Islanders over VGK at plus 750. Then uh, you get to your Canadian exactas. All of those at 10 to 1 or longer. If you're really feeling yourself, you can take a Canadian Islander series. Islanders over Canadians at 30 to 1. The Canadians over the Islanders at 33 to 1, which, uh, boy, would that be an outcome if that happened, James. Is there anything here that you would consider on these exactas for the final outcome of the Stanley Cup final? Those ones that you mentioned at the bottom there with the Canadians over the Islanders or vice versa with the Islanders over the Canadians. Yeah, yeah, the plus prices are always juicy, right? <laughs> you love to see when you're talking 30, 33 to 1. Yeah, I, just, I think here with thinking about these two series rolling in here and, and the Canadians, um, you know, the, the, the shift in mindset for the Vegas Golden Knights being the underdog to the Avalanche in the last series. And I think taking some something more, not that there wasn't uh, – a need, not that there's not a sense of urgency when you get to the playoffs, for sure. Every team's going there. But any extra add of motivation when you're talking about a, a Vegas Golden Knights team that, to me, was the mentally tougher team, they were the physically tougher team, and they were the deeper team across the four lines here. And and we saw better goaltending out of Fleury as well. Uh, feeling like, all right, we're the underdogs. We're going to play that card, and we're going to utilize that card to say we are the better team here. Now, complete reversal. You're talking like a $5 favorite for the Vegas Golden Knights to win this series and I, I want to be tempted to get involved with the Canadians but I think I'm going to get out of this and we're talking about exact series first looking at this series just because of some of the injuries that we're seeing with the Canadians rolling into game one uh, defensively a couple players Beatry and Merrill probably aren't going to play Evans still out on the front line for that concussion he sustained in that game one uh, against the Jets in the last series here but maybe if they win this game through the Vegas Golden Knights I shift my thinking and get a better price but thinking about here where are you at with this lightning? And because I think that's the caveat. I think everybody's feeling like, all right, even though it's a big price, not going to lay it. But with the Golden Knights being able to move into the Stanley Cup Finals, who would they face? And would they face the defending champions against the Lightning? How would that match up? And or what about the Islanders? Because this is a team. Thinking about the Islanders, Coach Barry Trotz has the has the pedigree, been there, done that, and now has really changed the identity of this Islanders team since he's been there as the coach the last couple seasons, and the fact that it's a rematch from last year's in a sense Eastern Conference champion or Eastern Conference Finals but now they'll be playing in each each home arena and then the fact that Nassau is such in my mind is such an advantage there do you give the Lightning or do you give excuse me Jeff do you give the Islanders any shot to get out of that because if you do that's where I'm be looking because I kind of feel like that as well finding a better price with the Islanders matching up against the Knights to potentially win this Stanley Cup final at play plus 750. So the one concern I have with this Islander series coming up against Tampa, and it's just the way that the Islanders play. Obviously, they play the, they play the game the game was meant to be played. The great forecheck. The, uh, the everyone knows how to play two-way hockey on that team. Great goaltending from uh, Sorokin early in the postseason, and now Varlamov has been great, uh, especially at the back end of that Boston series. The one concern coming up against his Lightning team is it just hard with the with the talent disparity between Tampa and the Islanders to see the Islanders doing this for the third straight series where they've had the the, uh, the lesser talent, even though they beat Pittsburgh and Boston. So that would be the only hesitation. I think Tampa's winning the cup at this point, James. 
So I would almost be in a scenario where I would take Tampa plus the 210, uh, Tampa over Vegas, and then I may come back with a much smaller bet on Tampa over Montreal at 10 to 1. So I have both exact as uh, that would be the only scenario that I would do. Or I would just take Tampa to win the cup at plus 175. That would be the way that I would look at it. Because uh, I just think Tampa's on such a roll and they are peak, peaking at the correct time. Uh, it doesn't hurt when you get a, a top five player in the NHL who didn't play a single regular season game in Kucherov back and looking fully loaded this whole postseason so far, James. Yeah, and I think for that series, I'm probably going to let that first game play out. I want to see the matchup, and I want to see from the Islanders' standpoint when they're inside their own blue line, how do they muck it up against that talented Lightning team, uh, then start to look at series-adjusted prices after that first game. When we get back here on Betting Across America, a whole baseball slate that starts at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And we'll update you on the one game that is going right now in the nation's capital. That's next. You're on Betting Across America on VSIN. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Get in the ring with 
BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on the MMA champ to defend his title later tonight. That's Adesanya. Tonight, on June the 12th, simply place your first bet with the bonus code VSIN100. That's V-S-I-N-100. Enjoy fight night more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and older. You got to be to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan's disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text REDLINE to 1-800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The the promotional offer not available in Nevada, but available everywhere else that I mentioned. It is betting across America. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas with us as well. Shout out to the crew. Shout out to our producer, J.J. Leonard, for keeping us at least somewhat in line today, uh, as he usually does. Uh, James, baseball card full slate, as always, on a Saturday, a little later starting than I think a lot of us would have liked, but uh, a whole boatload of games starting at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Let's go back to some plays that you and I had earlier in the day. Uh, James, uh, you you like a a first five in – the city of rock and roll in Cleveland today. Couple, couple first five plays that I'm going, and sometimes I, I don't typically play for the Major League Baseball. Don't typically play a lot of full game, nine inning type of bets just based on bullpens, which is uh, just a struggle across Major League Baseball. There's only a handful of bullpens that I trust once they once that starter leaves the mound that I feel like all right, my bet is safe with the ball in the hands of this particular bullpen. So here, thinking about what's going on in Cleveland, and and not that I'm in love with Seattle by any means. And I am taking them first five, laying a dollar fifteen in this sense, looking at the pitching matchup, of course. And thinking about Kikuchi on the other side for the Mariners. He'll be on the hill today. Now he was knocked out in four innings in his last start, but he took a line drive off the leg, so he had to come out of that start early. Aside from that start against the Angels, this guy has been an innings eater, and that's what I'm looking like. If I'm looking to play five innings, I want my pitcher to go five innings if if I feel like this is the right side of the the bet that I want to make. Can he go through five innings, and does he do that consistently? I think for Kikuchi coming in now, he's he's your typical overseas pitcher where a lot – it's kind of a junk ball thrower, works on the black, plays and tries to get ahead in counts and changes eye level to try to fool hitters. And in this case here, think about what he's done so far this season with Seattle. He has gone a minimum of six innings in nine out of his last ten starts aside from that start against the Angels where he took one off the leg. So I like my standpoint here here with Kikuchi going able and at least giving me five, if not longer into this game and going the other side here and going against Tristan McKenzie. 
Jeff, and that's really where this mm -hmm. bet is coming from. He got sent down to the minors a couple weeks back, had one start in the minors to work on his command and work on his control issues because ultimately prior to going down to the minors, he had issued 35 walks in a total of just 42 innings. So command Yikes. is definitely for an – and it's an issue for him. And how do you get – I don't think one start going to AAA and now coming back, he's fixed everything that ails him here. He did start against Seattle about a month ago, May 15th, got tagged pretty good, five earned runs in just four and a third innings and was tagged for two home runs in that contest. So I'm going against the fact that I don't think McKenzie had one start in AAA is going to work out your mechanics here. I think we'll see a professional approach out of Seattle, work some counts, make Tristan McKenzie prove you can throw strikes, get ahead in the count, be able to barrel him up, hit the ball hard from there. So that's where I'm going. First five with Seattle did lay juice at $1.15, even though Cleveland is the favorite for nine innings. It's uh, it, you bring a McKenzie. Uh, it just he's a guy that should be in the bullpen to me because usually it's uh, he, he has good stuff for about an inning or two, James, and then the third inning he just loses command, like you said. And uh, look, when you're giving up that many walks, uh, you're a pretty good fade. And uh, James, uh, I mentioned this last week when I was on uh, with uh, with Danielle and Vinny on on my guys in the desert. The fact that the Mariners are hovering around 500 is nothing short of miraculous because, James, this team stinks. They're just not any good, and they're three games under 500 heading into today. They can't hit the baseball. It's no, one of the, if not they, at all. If, are they the? They have the worst batting average in baseball, I believe. Yep. And yeah, so it's not. I love Seattle here, and this is. I love the lineup. I don't like the lineup. <laughs> it's more so the pitch matchup. But when you think about a pitcher like McKenzie, who is a young pitcher and struggling to with his command, and the fact that you got sent down, how does that work on his psyche and his confidence? Now, just one start, not going to fix things in one start down in AAA, and now you're back up on the mound against the team that has seen you. They, they faced you before. They hit you pretty well before. And as far as Seattle, if you want to be able to hit the baseball, yeah, you, you're last in the league at batting average, get yourself ahead in the count. We know batting averages always tend to go up as a, when you're sitting on a 3-1 count as opposed to a 1-2 count. So I think they'll work the count, force McKenzie to have to throw strikes if he can or if he can't. We'll see, but I don't think he can. I like my position here just with five innings with Seattle in this contest. James, quickly here, the other under you had, you had the first five under in the Dodgers and the Rangers. Is that just more of a fade of the, the Rangers offense being inept going up against an elite pitcher today? Uh, partially, I, if you think about the Rangers, they've lost 16 straight games on the road. They're a heavy oh, dog. Man. I see three dollars, three thirty. Matt, it's Bauer on the hill for the Dodgers, and it's definitely an inflated price. I think because yeah, the Rangers don't hit the baseball very well. They've lost 16 straight away from away from Texas. But here I, with the Dodgers, I'm going first five under, and I did pay juice for it under four and a half in this matchup at a dollar thirty was the juice that I had to lay with Bauer. Now, whether uh, if he's one of those pitchers that he's the spider he's the spider tech guy maybe he is he most he could very well be and i don't think he cares if he is he's like all right yeah yeah i got the memo i don't care i'm still going to be using the tack and my spin rates are still going to continue uh to climb because until you hold somebody accountable in this league whether it's myself is speaking as trevor bauer in the third person here or anybody else you can say all these things all you want there's going to be consequence or discipline until that plays out i don't know if that's going to affect certain pitchers using that spider pace that attack whatever this stuff is that they're utilizing to to get better spin rates here so i think for the dodgers here with bauer on the mound uh not only with his acumen to pitch against the weak hitting lineup for the rangers but also the fact that this dodgers lineup 
Jeff is pretty banged up. Both Muncie and Bellinger went out of that game last night. They're day-to-day, but I don't suspect they're going to be back in this lineup tonight. Uh, a couple of different injuries that they're that they're dealing with right now. And we know that Seager is probably going to be out of this lineup through the All-Star break. So this is not from top to bottom that vaunted Dodgers lineup that we're used to seeing out there. I'll take my chances here at uh, laying the laying the juice at $1.30, under four and a half runs scored the first five. That is a 10-10 Eastern start, 7-10 local time at Dodger Stadium for the Rangers and the Dodgers. The Rangers have not won a road game, James, since May 6th. I, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Not at all. good. I know. And I saw them. I went. They were here against the Rockets. Was it last week? I think I went. I went to one of the games. And uh, I mean, they're they fall behind. Joey Gallo never met a ball in the dirt. He didn't like swinging <laughs> at. So it, it's just. It's not a good. It's not a good. Not game. a good. Now game. they do have a. They do have a little pop, but that's kind of the analytics of some of these mm-hmm. teams where everything's. It looks like Joey Gallo. It's all or nothing. We're going to uppercut, and you can shift us all day. We don't care. We're still trying to pull the ball. And yeah, don't love their approach the plate we know for the Dodgers different approach at the plate they like to work counts and be able to to hit to all parts of the field here but in the sense the just the lineup with Muncie Bellinger and Seager being gone for a while not the same lineup here I'm going to take my chances with spider tacked out there with Trevor Bauer to go deal and pitch a shutout for at least five innings and keep that run total low at four and a half the uh the only MLB play I have today James other that has, hasn't already been completed we already cashed the yes in the first inning in the game, first game of the doubleheader between the Giants and the uh, Nats. Thank you, Kyle Schwarber, for going yard against Kevin Gosman. By the way, that's still one nothing Washington as they play in the top of the third inning. Eric Fetty's been working in and out of jam so far in that one. I'm going to take the Mets against the Padres. That price that's consensus right now is about plus 124. That's still pretty good to me. Uh, even pitching matchup in Musgrove and Stroman, both guys have been great so far this year. The Mets beat Musgrove six days ago in San Diego on Sunday. Stroman pitched great in that game. The only run that he gave up was an unearned run on an error that he made himself. But uh, look, the, the one thing that I will say, James, and maybe I'm seeing this through blue and orange goggles as I'm a Met fan, but... The prices have kind of been a little bit, a little too shaded against the Mets with all the injuries they've had. Even though they've been able to sustain, they're still in command in the NL East. They're eight games over 500. They have uh, most of their regular, they have a good chunk of their regulars back. Actually, more than half of the lineup for the first time in a while today is actually their regular starting unit that you would have expected uh, at the beginning of the regular season, so you can give me a plus, uh, almost plus a dollar twenty-five. I got plus one one twenty-seven earlier this morning on Stroman and the Mets. I'll take it. So I'll take the Mets plus the price against the Padres at City Field. Uh, that game starts at four ten Eastern, so a little over an hour from now there in Flushing Meadows, James. Think about the Padres, all the hype around them and this lineup and how they're going to hit the baseball. Well, it's not playing out the last couple weeks. Their last 11 games, they've only had two games where they scored more than four runs. So they're struggling to hit the baseball and string runs together and and really, in a sense, try to manufacture runs. Another team that likes to load up and, and swing for the fences. Not a good matchup here. You think about they think about the pitching matchup here, and Stroman's been really. I mean, it's good fine for the Mets. He's really stepped in and pitched very well for them against the. Thinking about the this Padres team that is struggling, and I think pressing. Anytime you get all the hype and all the money that's coming at a team like the Padres of how well they're supposed to play, with the hype and the expectations comes pressure, and I think right now that offense is feeling that pressure. 
James, it was a lot of fun. We'll do it again soon. Hopefully sooner rather than later for sure. Absolutely. Great to see you, Jeff. Good luck with your bets tonight and have a safe weekend. Oh, you, you as well. He's James Salinas in Denver. I'm Jeff Parles. Live from the South Point, this has been Betting Across America here on VSIN. The, uh, the Green Zone, coming up next. Have a good weekend. Good luck with your bets, everyone, everyone. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.